There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Welcome back to the Monday edition of the podcast. We're certainly thankful for each of you that tune in each and every week. Each and every day, some of you listen. We're thankful for that. I pray this is a help and a blessing to you today. We are at the Grace Bible Independent Baptist Church of Shingle House, Pennsylvania. We're beginning our revival services. We'll start them this morning, which is Sunday. You'll be listening to this, Lord willing, on Monday or maybe later. But I'm recording this on Sunday. So we're going to start today and uh, have the morning service, the evening service, and go all week long. And that's Monday through Friday. If you're anywhere in the area, we'd love to have you come to the Grace Church here. And to be a part of the services, be a part of the meeting. Yesterday, we had a very good wedding. We thank the Lord for the marriage of uh, my nephew, Ricky, and then, of course, his bride, Adriana. What a blessing that was to be a part of that service over in Black Creek, New York. And we're thankful for each one that was there. And many of you listened to the podcast that were there. We certainly thank the Lord for seeing many of our listeners and the fellowship that God has given us. Now, I also want to announce that Saturday, this coming Saturday, We'll be over at the Anchor Baptist Church in Wellsville, New York, where Dan Cassiola and his church are putting on a uh, a time of fellowship, a time of preaching. I believe they're going to have a noon meal as well. That starts at 9 a.m. on Saturday. So if you're in the area, again, we'd love to have you. I hope you certainly feel welcome to come, be a part of the services. And again, I've said so many times in this podcast, there's just something about special services, not because Tim McVeigh's preaching, because Tim McVeigh doesn't need to preach, because it's just something God uses in those special times, special services, and the power of God can fall. And you never know when that move of God might occur. And God speaks to our hearts. That doctrine is distilled as the dew upon the grass. And God continually just waters through the word of God. So be a part of these services if you're able to. And if you're not, would you pray for us? I'd ask if each one of you would pray the Lord would just help us in these times of these services this week and this coming weekend. And that the Lord would greatly bless. We've got a friend in the hospital. He listens to the podcast. But the West, we're praying for you. We love you. We thank God for you. Pray the Lord just continue to give you strength and help there. We're in Psalm 34. It's the Psalm of David when he changed his behavior before Abimelech, who drove him away and he departed. This is David's Psalm. The other day we spoke of uh, simply the poor man crying, the Lord saving him. Then we talked about the angels of the Lord encamped round about. And I love that word encampeth. It's continual. It's ongoing. It's not a one-time event. But that angel of the Lord encampeth. He has encamped. He's going to continue to encamp. He's going to, tomorrow, he'll still be encamped about me. And I want to thank God for that. I want to thank the Lord that I'm his and he's mine. And by the way, he does that for every person that he loves. He does that for every single person that he, his mercy has abounded to. And thank God that the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them. And verse 8 is a great verse as well. And this is a marvelous chapter. One of the great chapters of the Psalms. There's just so much in it, so much refreshment in it. And he says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. And I've always appreciated with our dear friend, Brother Dale Morey. He's been a guest on this podcast several times. Many years ago, he preached that great message 
He said, you can't trust someone you don't believe. The New Testament doctrine is to believe Jesus Christ, to believe on the word, to believe on him. Once you believe on him, you can trust him. And so the evidence that you are trusting is the evidence that you have believed because you cannot trust something you don't believe in. That's why people don't believe anymore in the government of the United States. They don't believe in them, therefore they don't trust them. Uh, they don't trust the, the prison system. Why? They don't have belief in the prison system. They don't trust God because they don't believe God. They believe God, they trust him. And so he said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And then there's a new sentence, there's a colon there. He said, blessed is the man that trusteth in him. So if you'll taste of him, then you can trust him. You'll find out that he is good. You'll find out that he is a sweet savor. You'll find out that he, when you taste and see that the Lord is good, you'll be able to trust him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. And by the way, that is doctrine. That's a doctrinal verse. There is no want to them that fear him. You'll not see the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. Why? Because they, they fear God. And by the way, the proof that they fear God is they're not out there begging. They're not out there leeching. They're not out there uh, begging God and, and begging man to help them. But no, they just believe God. God's taken care of them in the past. They've tasted and seen that the Lord was good. God's going to take care of them in the future. He says, the young lions do lack and suffer hunger. And again, a new sentence, a colon there. But they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. The Lord gives good things to them that seek after him. The Lord gives goodness to them that seek him. The Lord is good and that he will give to them the desire of their heart. And he'll do though that for those that seek after God. Yet we're in a day when men don't seek God. We're in a day when men tell men they don't have to seek God. We're in a day when men just have become so fatalistic that they say there's no net need to seek God. And he's just going to save the elect. He's just going to do for whoever will. And you need, just need to come to God without seeking him. Well, a seeking Savior and a seeking sinner can certainly meet because that Savior is always seeking because he's come to seek and to save that which was lost. I'm not trying to be confusing there, but he's come to seek and to save that which is lost. And what joy it is when he finds a seeking sinner, when he seeks that sinner and finds that sinner that's seeking him. And then the righteous seek him. God's people seek him. Holiness seeks after him. Righteousness seeks after him. And that's what he said. They that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Why? Because they have trusted in him. When they believed Jesus Christ, they began to trust Jesus Christ. And when they trusted Jesus Christ, they feared the Lord. And because they fear the Lord, they seek after the Lord. Because they seek after the Lord, they'll not want any good thing. It's a pattern that God has established with us. It's a pattern that God uses. Come, ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. So now this is Jesus Christ to suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not. And this is what Jesus Christ, I believe, part of what he's referencing here. How come ye children hearken unto me? Why? When you sit at the feet of Jesus Christ and hear his voice and listen to his voice, you'll understand Jesus Christ. You'll know Jesus Christ. My children are getting to know me. They know me better each and every day. There's facial expressions I make that they'll cock their head and they'll still wonder, is daddy serious? Is daddy not serious? When I see that, I smile or I frown. I let them know whether I'm serious or not serious. I use my body language. I use my physical attributes. I use the strength of my voice. I use those things that my children can understand and to know me and the comfort of my hands and the strength of my hands and the comfort that is in daddy's bosom. All of those things attributed to my children knowing me. And can I say, when we know Jesus Christ, it's because we've been close to him. 
We've come unto him. We've gotten close, even as John that leaned upon his breast. And there we've learned the fear of the Lord. There we've learned the fear. Why? Because we're close to him. We know him. We understand him. We see how he works. We see his compassion. We see his love. We see his tender mercies. We see his wrath. We see his judgment. All of those things are in his hand. And so when you seek the Lord, you draw nigh unto God. He will draw nigh unto you. You then begin to understand the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days that he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. One of the great characteristics of Jesus Christ, there was no guile in him. He didn't have that guile. There was no unsoundness. There was no heresy. There was no bitterness. There was no falsehood. Yet guile is found in so many, but he said to keep thy lips from speaking guile. It may cross your mind, but you put it out of your mind and sanctify your mind, renew your mind in Christ. And then he goes on, he says this, depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open unto their cry. I heard a dear man just last week in revival, went to hear a preaching up in Lebanon, Pennsylvania, and he talked about asking. He preached about asking. And boy, it just pricked me in the heart. The things I forget to ask for because I'm so indifferent. And then I realized it's probably my evil heart of unbelief. I just don't believe that God is interested in me. And I don't believe that God is in tune to me. Don't believe that God will hear me. Don't believe that God will answer me. And the Lord rebuked me in those things, corrected me in those things, instructed me in righteousness. Thank God for the man of God preaching about asking. He said, do good, seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open under their cry. God is listening for the cry of his children. He's desirous to hear the cry of his children. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. His face is towards the righteous, but it's against those that do evil. And so therefore his ear is in tune to their cry, but the wicked cry and no one hears. The wicked cry and they're still damned. Yet Jesus Christ himself on the cross of Calvary, when he's been made sin for us, when he cried unto the Father, the Bible told us in Psalm 18 that the Lord heard him from his heart of his holy temple. And so he heard the cry of the righteous. He heard the cry of his son. He was listening for the cry. The righteous cry, the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. And again, we've gone into a messianic area there because that's the reference he's speaking of is Jesus Christ. You and I also have that privilege, but he's speaking of Jesus Christ. He's speaking of his son, the son of God, full of grace and truth. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. David, in that great psalm of repentance, he said, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. O God, thou wilt not despise. And so we see in the text here, the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart. God is looking for the brokenhearted. God is looking for the meek. God is looking for the poor in spirit. God is looking for those that have no fight left in them. God is looking for those that have no guile in their lips. He's looking for them that are seeking him, seeking him with all of their heart. He's looking for them because he has an interest in them, because he has an interest in their soul. And more than that, in this text, he has an interest in his son. 
And he saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? What did he do? He saved his son, delivered him from the cross, delivered him from the smiter, resurrected him from the grave, delivered him from the damnation of hell, delivered him from the sacrifice of hell, delivered him from the judgment of hell, delivered him from the power of the grave. The grave had no power over that body. Why? The Lord heard his cry from his holy temple. The Son of God was delivered. The Son of God was saved. The Son of God was brought out of that into a large place, and then God resurrected him unto life in Jesus Christ. And by the way, that's where our life is. We crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. The life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. And then another new sentence again, another colon, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. So just statement after statement after statement, messianic concerning Christ, concerning the resurrection of Christ. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. He was a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. The Lord delivereth them out of them all. How does he do that? Because he delivered them yesterday. He'll deliver them today. He'll deliver them tomorrow. There'll be no return to the grave. There'll be no return to death. There'll be no more sacrifice. Why? Because in Jesus Christ is complete. That's the promise of God. So with us, our salvation is completed in Christ. It's not ours to lose. It's not ours to throw away. It's not ours to discard. Why? In Christ, we're complete. In Christ, we're secure. In Christ, we see here that in Jesus Christ, the Lord delivereth them out of them all. He keepeth all his bones, Jesus Christ, and not one of them is broken. And then he says in verse 21, evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. And so God, he redeemeth the soul of his servants. And none of them, that's not one, standalone statement, new sentence, there's a colon there, none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. So he begins with trust and he ends with trust. But we trust someone we believe in. We believe in the name of Jesus Christ, that name which is above every name. So to trust him, you must believe him. Why can't people trust the word of God? They don't believe the word of God. Why can't people trust Jesus Christ for salvation? They don't believe Jesus Christ for salvation. Why can't they trust God to take care of their needs? Because they don't believe that God will take care of their needs. They don't realize his ear is, is tuned to their, their cry. His ear is, 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 wants to deliver them. His ear is opened up into their cry, and he's listening for their cry. But they don't believe that he'll do what he said he would do. And if they would believe him, they would trust him. If they believe Jesus Christ, they would trust Jesus Christ. The reason God delivered his son is because he believed him. I believe, therefore, have I spoken. And then he said, we have in the same spirit of faith. You and I have that same spirit of faith. We believe, therefore, have we spoken. It's not in the words of our profession. It's in the words of Jesus Christ. It's not the words that I have done. It's in the words of Jesus Christ. It's not righteousness which I've done. It's in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Therefore, I believe Christ. I believe in Christ. Therefore, because I believe in him, I can trust in him. Because I trust in him, I can call upon him. I can cry unto him. I can seek his face, know that his ear is tuned to me. Oh, know that his ear is open to me. His ear is inclined unto me. His eyes are beholding me. Therefore, when I cry, I have confidence in this, that Christ will deliver me. And therefore, we see that again in the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them. 
that fear him. And so because I believe him, the angel of the Lord encampeth me round about. I'm secured in Christ. I'm safe in Christ. I believe Jesus Christ. As Brother Moore, he taught us so many years ago, you'll learn to trust when you believe. If you can't trust him, you don't believe him. Where do you believe? You believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Until tomorrow, pray for our services. Pray for the meeting up here in Shingle House. May the Lord bless you. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.